0: Hi everybody! Hello, we are back. Yes, about a yep. dog, raw tidbit. Mm-hmm. Feed it to the dog. It's raw night. <laughs> <laughs> we all today. Uh, sometimes we give them raw. Tonight, actually, the, the this date we're recording this episode, believe it or not, I've actually sent raw out. Mm-hmm. So it's ironic that we're doing a raw tidbit on raw night. So yeah.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> um So that's Michael.
0: Yeah, that that's Ashley. Right yeah. There.
1: yeah. And this is about a dog. Yes, obviously. So, we're doing another raw tidbit, as Michael said, which means these are kind of off-the-cuff, just our opinions on shit.
0: Which, honestly, wouldn't be much different for me, anyway. <laughs> okay, fair. Because <laughs> between the two of us, you're the one that prepares the most. I'm kind of reactionary.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, for the raw tidbits, these are the ones that I really don't prepare a whole lot. It's just kind of my... Well,
0: do you like them more
1: than you do the regular ones? Or no, it's about... The structure. So, it really depends. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to research established breeds. Yeah. And it's harder for me to come up with raw tidbit right. topics. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's fair. So, Which, I think we came up with like three raw tidbit topics on a drive once. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Yeah.
1: Um, but today's one just came off the cuff the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of things that I've been seeing online. Which usually kind of dictates how my... Raw tidbits go is well, like that's I'll see
0: not um, uncommon honestly, the times dictating, you know yeah. what the topic of a discussion is going to be that sort of thing. So what is today's topic?
1: So today's topic is so you wanna breed your dog. Uh oh. Yeah.
0: Oh Uh-oh. god, dog breedings. Oh, you have no idea how how often I may have been yelled at when a female is in season
1: Don't let the man don't let Roll out with that female. Yeah. So I'm not really going to go into full-on canine reproduction because, again, this is a raw tidbit, off the cuff, Yeah. just our opinions. Just I, having fun. Yeah, I don't want to get anything wrong when it comes to canine anatomy and all of that jazz. We're basically going to talk about what you should do and what you should consider before you breed your dog. mmm Regardless of breed, regardless of whatever you want to do, we don't care. Yeah. These are our opinions on the bare bones basics of what do you need to do and be prepared for as a breeder of a litter. Right. Um. Regard like So if you own both the male and the female or if you just own the female and you want to go out and find a stud. Yeah. What have you? These are just the bare bones basics that I'm talking here. Okay. So, rule number one that I'm going to go over.
0: You're making rules for this now. Yeah. I thought it was just our opinion. You're making rules.
1: Yeah, but these are the basic rules that a lot of people within dog breeding will say, these are the hallmarks that make a good breeder Mm -hmm. instead of what is known as a greeter.
0: So, just for... Visual frame of reference for everyone who's listening. Um, when Ashley said rules just a minute ago, she did air quotes.
1: Yeah, so air, air quotes. Air
0: quotes around the rules. rules. Yeah, so um, take it as mostly guidelines.
1: Yeah, so when I say breeder, mm-hmm. I mean someone that is acting in a responsible manner. hmm that cares about the health and welfare of the dogs that they have and the dogs that they produce throughout the lifetime of the dogs that they produce.
0: And want to do so for the, like, the betterment of the breed and that sort of thing? I'm way. not even going to go there. Oh, okay.
1: Like I said, these are just the bare bones right. basics.
0: That's the line. We don't cross it. Got it.
1: So, like, I'm even going to go in, like, if you're going to do, like, sport mixes, which some people are doing for, like, agility and fast, uh, not fast Get flyball. Okay. Um, they're creating like these like sighthound crosses that are like really speedy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically they're turning, they're doing lurchers, which is sighthound and herding dog crosses. Mm-hmm. And they tend to be pretty quick or they're doing, um, sighthound crosses to terriers. Again, pretty quick, mm-hmm. pretty sturdy. Um, but a little bit more versatile, a little bit more biddable, Um, so I'm not throwing any shame, shade, what have you, on. No, again,
0: this is just an opinion that's being expressed.
1: Yeah. On on this, as long as we follow the basic principle that you care about the dogs that you have
0: mm-hmm.
1: throughout their lifetime,
0: right?
1: And the dogs that you produce throughout their lifetime. Okay. Okay. That's where that's the line in the sand. Okay. Got it. Anything else, someone will call you if you say, Oh my god, I want to breed my dog, and you do not have those that principle right then and there, Mm -hmm. then they will call you out and call you probably one of two things okay, a greeter, g r e e d e r,
0: as in like greed is good, money, that sort of thing,
1: exactly, so that you're breeding only for. The dollar signs, mm. and you don't give a shit about what you produce, mm-hmm. and then the other thing that they will call you is a BYB backyard breeder. Ooh, these sound like slurs. They, they are slurs. Okay, right. they are definite slurs. Sorry, I
0: was picking up on something good. Okay,
1: all right. Yes, and backyard breeders basically generally will either be one of two types. They will be the ones that have two purebred dogs in their home Mm -hmm. and they breed them together. Right. And that's... And they don't give a shit about the dogs that they have Mm -hmm. or the dogs that they produce. They generally will see dollar signs of it, but they may only produce maybe one or two litters. (laughs) Now, the other side is where it crosses a line a little bit and I'm not... I'll go into the puppy mill situation... Later. Um, But the other side of it is you see dollar signs and you really don't understand Mm -hmm. exactly what goes on. And a lot when we, when some people are called a backyard breeder and are offended by it and experienced people point out why they're doing what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Those are the ones that we can change and flip towards the good. Um.
0: It's still if, good in them.
1: Yes. But if your motivation to breed a dog is dollar signs, please get the fuck out. <laughs>
0: um,
1: because it is it not a... It's that way. Yeah. And breeding should never, ever, ever be about dollar signs. It should be about producing healthy offspring.
0: Right.
1: And making sure that the mother of the puppies. And the sire of the puppies Mm -hmm. is healthy. Right. That are the pinnacles of being a breeder Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is health overall. I know I'm going to get some people going, but what about breed standards? I get get it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I understand. I get your pissed off frustration shit, but we have to... We have to take it down a couple of notches before we go there. I mean, let's
0: face it. Genetic diversity being what it is, you, it's it's somewhat of a lottery in regards to what you're going to get.
1: Um, It can be. Yeah. Um, there are certain breeding techniques that you can kind of throw into your favor, depending on the breed. But there are other ones that, you know, will just be off the wall.
0: This isn't like Pokemon where you give Pikachu a Thunderstone and evolves into Raichu accordingly. I mean, it's it's going to be something... You know, you, you can't really say I, that it's going to turn out a certain particular way.
1: No, but certain knowledge of certain things can help you to predict the possibility of those things okay, happening. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, now, if by some fucking chance... You are an adopt, don't shop person, and you think all breeders are bad. Hi, welcome. <laughs> this is not start. your yeah. This is not your podcast.
0: No. This episode should probably be bypassed, maybe.
1: Um, but if I can persuade you to go to the side of good, please
0: continue to listen. Please
1: welcome. You know, yes. um, I'm going to give a definition of a puppy mill, okay. and then I'm going to give a definition of a commercial breeder. They are not the fucking same, guys. <laughs> Yay!
0: Thought I heard a cannon fire towards Peta.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Peta, I know where you are. <clears throat> Thankfully, you don't know where I am. Well, we yet we've maybe
0: actually, we've actually driven by them on multiple occasions and saluted them in the appropriate way with our middle fingers.
1: Yes, and for some unknown reason, their Christmas decoration is a rabbit and a star over their building. It's been that way for years, it and I'm like, star. yeah, I'm like Easter Jesus. <laughs> Maybe Easter Jesus? (laughs) Whatever. Um, I can't think of a submission joke. It's just too damn funny. um, So, a puppy mill... Yes. ...is an establishment that can also be akin to hoarding. Mm -hmm. Where someone who is on the greeter path of life... Right. ...just continues to produce puppy after puppy after puppy after puppy to be their entire sole source of income. Right. But the key factor here is they don't give a shit about the puppies going forward. As long as they sell, that's all they care about. They don't generally give a shit about the parents as long as they're producing puppies. That is what is important. The moment they stop producing puppies is when they do not give a shit. Right. And the moment that these puppies stop selling is when they don't give a shit. Now... That is puppy mills. In many cases, and in many states in the U.S., there are laws to prevent them, and they usually will fall under a hoarding category with neglect and abuse. However, a puppy mill and a commercial breeding facility are not the same. Okay. A commercial breeding facility... Is someone that has a kennel and falls under the guidelines of what is considered to be a commercial breeding facility, which is five intact bitches Mm -hmm. of breeding age Mm -hmm. and producing, I think it's more than two or three litters a year. Wow. Now, the reason why I say that they are not the same is puppy mills. Do not follow the letter of the law never have never will.
0: Yeah, they're rather laissez-faire in regards to They the don't care from wellness of the puppies yeah. or the dogs or anything like that.
1: A commercial breeding operation will follow the letter of the law
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is is inspected on a yearly basis. Yeah. If they're doing purebreds, they may be inspected twice a year.
0: Wow.
1: They may be inspected once by the usda
0: mm-hmm.
1: and twice by the american kennel club okay all breeders that register with the akc are subject to possible inspection at any moment's notice that means
0: surprise inspection
1: surprise inspection yeah. we are subject to that however yeah. they tend to focus on the higher volume breeders Than the smaller hobby breeders. Right. Just because it's...
0: There's a thin line between being commercial and being a puppy mill.
1: Right. And they want to make sure that everything is kept in check. And so these commercial breeders will generally be called a puppy mill by some people. But if you walk into their facilities because they're inspected yearly by the USDA... You could probably eat off of their floors. They're that goddamn clean, and that things are very, very, very orderly. Right. And so it's a huge contrast between a puppy mill and a commercial breeder.
0: Sounds like two different ends of the same spectrum.
1: Yeah. They're still producing volume puppies.
0: Right.
1: One is doing it in a very health conscious way Mm -hmm. for sanitation and safety and all of that stuff. Whereas the other one. All about the money. Exactly. Now, for those of us that are hobby breeders and responsible breeders, we take things a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Number one is health testing
0: mm-hmm.
1: so notice at the very beginning i said as long as you care about the health of the parents and the health of the puppies throughout their lifetime that's all i care about in general no, and that, you
0: prefacing it
1: that way, yeah. now health testing you do not in this in the us you do not have to health test your dogs before you breed them it is not a legal requirement mm. In other countries, based on the breed that you have, it is a legal requirement in order to be able to register those dogs with that particular kennel club. And some kennel clubs are actually acting governing bodies within the government. Oh, wow. So, the AKC is not like that. The U.S. system is not set up that way. It just doesn't happen in the U.S.
0: Right.
1: Now... If you want to be considered a responsible breeder, you have to health test based on the recommendations of your breed.
0: So essentially the particular, um, if you have somebody else at a breeder you get the dog from, whatever they recommend is
1: probably what you should do. No. No? You go based on the National Parent Club of the breed. Whatever they recommend is what you should do.
0: So if it's like a Shiba Inu, then
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have to go to the parent company for the parent the club. Club, sorry, the company for the Shiba Inu. Then mm-hmm.
1: okay. and see what sense. is required for testing. So, right. for example, for the Hamiltons, yeah, we require at a minimum. You can do whatever the hell else you want to, but at a minimum,
0: within reason, of
1: course. Yeah, you must do hips, elbows. Mm-hmm. And do a DNA test for DM, which is degenerative myelopathy.
0: Right.
1: Those are the minimum. We tend to do more. We do a full Embark, which covers a lot of the hidden gene things. And
0: well, you to, didn't you just send Rosie's off? Yes, I did.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, generally, if now I'm going to go and talk about Embark briefly, though,
0: <laughs> which we do not get any particular type of sponsorship or kickback for but we would welcome any opportunity yes
1: that would be great Mm, Indeed, because having to spend two for two full embark tests this year Mm -hmm. eh, fun for two different puppies
0: i'm not going to ask (laughs) not not while we're recording i'll probably ask later
1: no if i remember um so a lot of people that are trying to pose themselves as a responsible breeder mm-hmm. are using Embark as the end-all be-all for health testing. It's a great tool.
0: That, I was going to say it's probably a tool. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, you know. there's, I mean, a hammer is just as good as a screwdriver, but they're both useful in the same set. Yeah. Embark's have, very much like a screwdriver, I guess you could say.
1: Right. You have to know how to use that tool in order for it to become useful.
0: Right.
1: So for certain breeds... Embark may not be the right DNA testing for you Mm -hmm. because Embark may not do certain genetic um, mutations and things that your breed needs. Right. But for other breeds, they do, Mm -hmm. and it works. So you have to know your breed, Mm -hmm. understand that, and look at whether... You can submit that particular health test for OFA certification, mm. which is Orthopedic Foundation for Animals. Whether you could submit that particular test for certification. Mm. For example, German Shepherd Dog. Right. I have Deku's ready to go. Um, but on the results. I'm looking at the stuff that I have ready to go. On the results of the Embark DNA test report, Mm -hmm. there are breed health tests, and not all of them are listed with the OFA symbol.
0: Yeah.
1: The ones that have the OFA symbol are the ones that you can submit to be included in that particular dog's certification for OFA. And also, remember now, if you want to have these included and submitted as part of OFA Health Clearance, you got to pay for each certification individually.
0: That sounds expensive.
1: Yeah, it is. It's uh, a single dog multiple test rate. Three or more DNA tests submitted on a single dog is $7.50 per test. But if you do just one... Yeah. It's $7. Yeah. If you do just one, it is $15. Okay. Yeah. So there is a cost difference if you're doing multiple. But the whole thing here is Embark, if you have someone and you're looking for a litter of puppies and they say that they Embark test their puppy, they Embark test the parents, mm-hmm. that's great.
0: Yeah.
1: Always, always, always ask for the OFA numbers, though, because if the OFA numbers aren't in there then the embark the test results are fucking useless to you as a consumer. Right. They're great. Degree. Yeah, they're great information for the breeder. Like, I use it in terms of certain things like um, color, size. I use it for if there's hidden DNA things that just come out of the blue. Right. A lot of times, Embark can catch them, mm-hmm. and it also provides a good database for the overall health of a particular breed. So that's that's where I stand on Embark. Gotcha. But please sponsor us, please, pretty please. I,
0: we greatly appreciate it. We've you've used tests multiple occasions.
1: Yes, and your s- seminar a few weeks, a few months ago, was really good. Um, what?
0: When was the seminar, or was I not around for that?
1: Um, I want to say it was like in March and I was doing the seminar and working at the same time. It was fun. Okay. All right. Um, but in terms of health testing, you have to have an independent body certify your results.
0: Mm.
1: And then what you do with those health testing results, just because you have those results listed does not automatically mean you have a healthy dog. You can have the bad results listed too.
0: Hmm.
1: It's not a requirement, but you can have those listed, but you can omit them too. Right. So if you have, say for example, Australian Shepherd, if you have someone who provides you with test results And the one thing that's missing Mm -hmm. is, like, elbow results. Right. OFA elbow results. That might be a red flag that says that this dog might have elbow dysplasia. Right. Um, It's
0: not a matter of what you can see. Sometimes it's a matter of what's
1: missing. Right. And then breeding based on those results, there's um, a great Sheltie, not Sheltie, oh, my God, murder me, um, No, no. A, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. He's a Pembroke Welsh Corgi breeder, mm. and Bill Shelton—that's where I got the Sheltie from. <laughs> he is a judge. He is like some of his Pembroke Welsh Corgis are top winners within their particular breed. Yeah. Um, he wrote an essay a few years ago, and it makes the rounds on Facebook every so often mm. about health testing. And because of purebred dogs and all of that stuff, the genetic diversity is dwindling. Just because a dog is a carrier of something, of a genetic disease, does not mean that you need to exclude it from the breeding population. Or in some cases, if a a genetic disease is not severe or debilitating, Mm -hmm. and it's affected, you may not want to exclude it from the population as well. You you just need to make informed decisions and stand by those informed decisions because the notion, there's this huge idea that if a dog fails one test, mm-hmm. then spay-neuter time.
0: It's not a good dog at all. It's not a good yeah. product at
1: all. Ah. Regardless how many titles it has, mm-hmm. regardless of its temperament, regardless of its health otherwise, regardless on how it meets the breed standard, what have you. Health tests, again, are just one piece of the puzzle in being a responsible breeder. So with the health testing of the parents, you then need to make an informed decision Mm -hmm. on the production of those puppies. Right. Because those health tests of the parents mm-hmm. are kind of a buffer to say, "Hey, these parents have been fully health tested, so these are the th- and if they've cleared them, yeah, then these are the things that we don't anticipate happening in the next generation." Right now, there are some anomalies that can happen. It it just does. It's genetics, and there are some diseases and things like that, that we don't have a genetic marker for. For example, hip dysplasia. Right. We don't have a true genetic marker for it, mm-hmm. but there are multiple studies that show that it can be environmental mm-hmm. and genetic. And right. the combination of those two is what creates whether you have hip dysplasia or not.
0: Sorry, you said environmental. I thought of a discussion we were having recently about a certain... Former well-behaved dog that is now not very well-behaved, and it's not anything, you know, physically. It's something environmentally that's being yeah. done to this once perfect and very attractive dog.
1: Mm-hmm. And very ah. adorable, and it was a great dog. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And
0: now this shit is happening all because the owner just does the wrong thing in regards to environment and, for the for the dog.
1: Yeah, and then blames people. Than themselves, but anywho, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, stop blaming others. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: um, so with the health test, the whole goal is to produce a healthier next generation,
0: right?
1: So, like for example, when it came to us getting Deku,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of the key deciding factors was I didn't want a dog that had DM. It is prevalent in German Shepherds. For
0: those of us who are uninitiated, mm-hmm. DM. Well, I said it, I doubt it means dungeon master. And
1: no, I said it earlier in the episode. Degenerative myelitis. Thank
0: you. I don't recall that term being used, but I just want to make sure everything is clear.
1: It's basically doggy ALS. I don't
0: like ALS. Yeah. That thing go fuck off. As far as I'm concerned, that's cancer. Fuck cancer. Yes,
1: but DM. There's a genetic marker, and Deku's sire is genetic clear. Well, oh, good. His dam is genetic affected. Mm-hmm. So the whole litter is producing carriers, right. which is fine. Yeah, yeah. But you just have to make informed decisions. So, with him being a male, mm-hmm. when it comes time for him to, if people want to breed to him, mm-hmm it turns into an informed discussion between the bitch owner right. and the dog owner right. of okay, is this dog a carrier affected or clear for DM? Right. Then what do we do with that information?
0: Now that we have it, yeah.
1: And what are you gonna as the for the bitch owner, what are you gonna do for the puppies that may result in being affected? Right. So that's the kind of discussion you need to have. And be prepared to have those tough discussions. Right. Don't hide shit, please. It'll come out. To be,
0: to be honest, to not disclose information like that is basically going to be to your detriment. Because mm-hmm. if even if you don't disclose the information, if the dog ends up with this, um, then they're just going to find out. One way or another, it's like oh, genetically this this was available. Well, did you not know that? It's like clearly I didn't. So I mean, Ashley's right. If you try to hide this information, genetics will betray you.
1: Yeah, and, and there are also certain diseases that, if is if they are symptomatic within your dog, mm-hmm. they should be an automatic do not breed. Right. Number one is epilepsy.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: that is a number one thing that is a do not breed across the board right. and in many, many, many cases, especially in Europe if your dog is affected with epilepsy and it is notated on their file and you were to try and breed that dog the resulting puppies would automatically not be eligible for registration Right. that is just how how it works, the other thing that is generally an automatic no-no is crypt orchid.
0: I know this
1: term. But
0: I just don't recall what it is.
1: It's It only impacts males.
0: Figures.
1: And what it means is that they, there is at least one retained testicle in the abdomen and does not descend. Wow. Or both are retained and do not descend. Mm-hmm. You should never, ever, ever breed a crypt orchid dog. right. And the reason being, one, they're likely sterile in many, many cases. right. But if they have one testicle down, then there's a possibility that there could be they could be fertile. But there is evidence that orchidism is a genetic condition and runs in lines.:
0: Wow.
1: And there's a reason why a lot of breeders, I mean, myself included, when you mm-hmm. have a litter and they're males, you start praying to the testicle gods, hoping <laughs> hoping that they come down. And once they're down, they're generally down.
0: You should visualize um, Deku with Ashley on the couch. And she's sitting there, believe it or not. Deku's facing me and is being very affectionate. But at the same time, Ashley is, you know... Getting Karen's handful, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make sure that Deku has, you know, but there are two two, two testicles. Because ah, ah, ah. sorry, just sounded like the count to
1: me. Um, the way that it states in every single breed standard mm-hmm. is two testicles fully developed within the scrotum. Right. So that's just how it has to be.
0: Two is the number they should be, and the number it should be should be two.
1: And, again, don't hide shit, meaning do not put falsies in your dog's scrotum, because sometimes... Wait,
0: you mean to tell me somebody has, like, implanted, like, opened the scrotum, put something inside the scrotum, Uh and closed the scrotum back up?
1: Yep. Yep. That's
0: fucked up. It is fucked up. That's, like, very fucked up. I mean, I'm afraid to touch Deku's nuts. I mean, remember, Ashley was actually in the kitchen... And she's trying to get him stacked and prepare him for the show ring. And she goes, be a judge. Look him over. I was like, okay. So I look him over. She goes, now grab his nuts. I'm
1: not grabbing his nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Do not want to grab the dog's nuts. But there is, there's a story in Roger Karras. He used to be the voice of Westminster when I was growing up. Hmm. He wrote a wonderful book about like various dog stories and stuff like that. And one of them was when he was a judge um, someone had put a false testicle in a dog that had one testicle, and then randomly the second one dropped, and there were actually three testicles within the scrotum. You can tell, damn it. Yeah, that's you can tell. Obvious. So don't do that shit. Now, the other part here is the health of the mother. Mm-hmm. If you want to breed your dog, be prepared immediately mm-hmm. for anything to go wrong. Be prepared for increase in vet bills. Be prepared to uh, go have an emergency C-section. Be prepared to pay for ultrasounds. Be prepared to pay for an x-ray to know the count and number of puppies that your bitch may be having.
0: Be prepared for that x-ray to lie to you. (laughs) Be more or less than what is
1: anticipated. Same thing for the ultrasound. Right. The reason why for x rays is one, they want to check the number mm-hmm. so that when your dog goes into labor, you know exactly when they're done. Mm-hmm. And two, they want to check the size of those puppies to make sure that they can get through the birth canal easily mm-hmm. and not get stuck. Like right. certain smaller breeds are prone to this, and um, brachiocephalic breeds, so like French bulldogs. Boston Terriers, Bulldogs that have the smush face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tend to have a larger head, wider shoulders that warrant a C section needing to be required almost all the time.
0: Oy.
1: So be prepared for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Be prepared emotionally, physically, and financially
0: mm-hmm.
1: to possibly lose your female.
0: Or the puppies. Or the puppies. As well. I mean, it this happens. Is the
1: risk. It happens. It, breeding your dog is not something that you can show your children as a teachable moment. Mm-mm. Unless you really want to traumatize the living shit out of them. Because things happen.
0: Yeah.
1: And things happen that little children should not see. Right. Like um, a friend of mine had a litter and one of the puppies was born without hair and very thin skin to the point where it was not alive. Mm. But it was a blood puppy and it looked like a mutilated creature. Mm. Can you imagine a six-year-old seeing that and then talking about it in school the next day? You might get... I
0: wouldn't have used that word because I immediately went to fortune finisher. I'm totally sorry. (laughs) But... I didn't mean to laugh in that part. You can
1: easily get like... Teachers and principals and police. Yeah. So
0: they they will they will get involved when the the student returns to school or what have you. So I saw a creature.
1: If you do not, if you want to show your child a teachable moment about the miracle of birth, YouTube. Damn it.
0: Yeah. You plenty can of videos you can find on that. Yeah,
1: and you can find it based on various different species too. Yeah. And you can teach them that way. You don't need to give them hands-on experience, mm. especially in traumatic situations where they could lose their family pet.
0: Yeah, that is... That's, I mean, we were talking about the expenses of the breeding. If you actually were to inflict this on a child, you have to tack on an additional expense for therapy, therapy
1: bills. And also, you need to be physically able to possibly bottle feed some puppies and supplemental feed them. Especially one if you have a larger litter. Mm -hmm. The dam may not produce enough milk, especially for the first couple of days, to help support the whole litter. Or you may have one weaker puppy that needs that additional support and round-the-clock care. You're bringing, as a breeder, you're bringing multiple Helpless lives into the world. These puppies are born blind, deaf, and barely moving. Yeah. They can smell, they can suck, they can squeak, and they can weeble wobble and scoots around.
0: That's pretty much the bulk of it.
1: And these puppies cannot even urinate or defecate on their own.
0: Yeah.
1: So keep that in mind. If you want to breed.
0: You're taking on a tremendous responsibility, not only for the parents, but also their offspring.
1: Yes. And for those um, people involved in rescue. Hi. Um, Welcome. Yes. Um, If you are involved in fostering and you think, oh, my God, I'd love to foster a pregnant bitch or pregnant mama. No. Mm -hmm. If you've got yourself a full time job
0: new... No. I'm detecting multiple scheduling conflicts.
1: Yeah, and lots and lots and lots of sleepless nights. Be prepared. Like, what I usually do is I sleep in the same room and area.
0: No, I actually when Alice was giving birth I think it was actually in this room. Yep. Um, you basically slept with Alice and the pups and I was on the couch. For about a week. Yeah, and when we thought Celine was gonna give birth. You actually pitched up in their room. Yep. And tried to sleep there. That lasted one night. (laughs) It's a little bit different circumstance considering I don't think Celine was
1: pregnant. No, she wasn't. Yeah. So um I'm sure she enjoyed
0: the intention though. Oh
1: she did and she enjoyed the extra food. Yeah. Um but that that's also another thing you need to think about is be prepared to dump a lot of money into something that may not come to fruition. That's
0: something we've actually had to come to grips with.
1: And with our breed, we have to do artificial insemination. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. Right. Or we're going to produce some really fucking inbred puppies and the breed will end up dying out anyway. Yeah. So, with artificial insemination, be prepared to spend about... At least fifteen hundred mm-hmm. for domestic, and at least two thousand to three thousand dollars internationally.
0: Yeah, because um, there's a lot that went through trying to get those particular straws. They're actually mailed in in straws because. Um, do you want me to even go into this particular experience? I did not know. Yeah,
1: was... I mean I can I can talk about it a little bit more. Well, I was just going to briefly summarize cuz
0: I mean you worked with this particular location. Mm-hmm. You're expecting a certain number of straws, basically shots for Celine to potentially have babies. Yeah,
1: well, uh, well I was expecting enough to do at least more than one breeding. And they barely gave me enough for one. One, um,
0: one shot to basically get it right.
1: They used a shipper that um is not very reputable in the US and we basically had to fight for that semen to get to us before it thawed out. It was very right. very 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 close. Yeah. Um our, I
0: even think I was involved in that at, at one point, wasn't I? I think so. I had to pick up the semen and take it to No, location. you had
1: to pick up you had to pick up some DNA swabs for me.
0: Mm. That's what it was.
1: Um, but, like, the whole thing, it when you're dealing with it internationally, is really, really, really tough. And be prepared for it to fail.
0: Ashley took it hard. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. Because we had really gone out of our way to prepare the room, have a well-being box ready to rock and roll. And when we realized that Celine was essentially not pregnant... Um, Ashley definitely was, you know, hit hard. She was despondent about it, and she felt all that money was wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did my part by basically taking apart um, this whelping box all on my lonesome and putting the, the room back into some semblance of order because it was basically a physical reminder for her, and I just couldn't have that.
1: Well, and it also was less than a year after Alice passed, so... And, and that,
0: that compounded
1: things. Yeah. Else. And last year, basically from May of 2019 until about maybe like November or December of 2020, mm-hmm. have been emotionally draining for me because of the number of losses and the number of things that have happened.
0: I'm not disputing that. I mean, you have definitely been through... The absolute ringer. This did not help at all. No, it but didn't. it proves the point mm-hmm. that if you are going to take on this particular enterprise, you need to be prepared that it may not come to fruition like you're expecting.
1: Right. And we're going to try again. And and that's the thing with breeders. Um, a good breeder is not going to give up. A mm-hmm. good breeder is going to keep on trying. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try and do other avenues as well. Um Things happen, and I'm not going to go into the whole things happen for a reason, like what my mom would say.
0: That was was not helpful in my opinion.
1: No. And for me, when you breed a dog, as long as you care about where they've come from, Mm -hmm. the parents, the health of them, making sure that they stay healthy, and those puppies going forward... That's that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Also, as a side note, doggy STDs are real. No oh, shit. Yes. So if you're gonna do a natural breeding, you better test for brucellosis. Because that can destroy your breeding potential. Yeah. It can it can basically sterilize the male. And for females, it's even more traumatic. And another reason why you shouldn't take breeding lightly or do it in front of children. Yeah, no. Because the resulting puppies can actually be aborted spontaneously after a certain time where their bones have already started to calcify so they won't be reabsorbed and they will just come out looking horrifying.
0: Ugh.
1: So, yeah.
0: Wes Craven type thing, huh? Uh Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it's... Breeding a dog is not something you need to do lightly.
0: No, it's a tremendous responsibility with multiple facets.
1: Yeah, and done properly with health testing, with everything, with titling, proper nutrition for the puppies, for the mother, um, stud fees... Everything you are very, very, very unlikely to make money. Mm. So, all you French bulldog people and doodle people Uh-oh. who are charging six plus thousand dollars per puppy, mm-hmm. stop it.
0: Oh, you're gonna do the pointer shame on you?
1: Yes, shame on you mm-hmm. because you are actually making the responsible ones that are selling for half the price
0: mm-hmm.
1: question our goddamn morals wow because you guys are selling off-standard colors mm-hmm. and you're selling false hope and false pretenses with your doodles for mm-hmm. being hypoallergenic when no, no dog is no, hypoallergenic no you are doing a disservice mm-hmm. Stop it now. Mm -hmm. Because saying that your puppies are worth six plus thousand dollars or more is goddamn insulting to someone like me. Mm -hmm. Where I generally don't anticipate on making money. Right. And I'm selling my puppies for three grand a piece.
0: Yeah.
1: I could easily... With how much money I put into my dogs Mm -hmm. and how much money I put in for, you know, just for breedings to take place. I Mm could easily sell them for five to ten grand. To try to recoup. Yeah, I don't. And the reason why I don't is I do not feel that any dog should cost more than a horse. Okay? Okay. That's fair. As an initial purchase price. So if I'm spending if I could go out and spend five grand for an off-the-track thoroughbred, Mm -hmm. then I should not spend five grand on a disqualification color Mm -hmm. or a goddamn mixed breed.
0: Because that's essentially what a doodle is. Yeah. Doodles are not purebred.
1: They are a mixed breed. Yeah. And most of them do not health test. Mm-hmm. They are producing genetic craziness mm-hmm. that's off the wall. I'm right. looking at you guys burning the doodles or whatever. You throw in the health concerns of a fucking poodle, uh-huh. and then you throw in the cancer risk of a goddamn Bernie's mountain dog, mm. and you expect the resulting puppies to be healthy and magically hypoallergenic. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. You're turning your puppies into little matted hairball messes <laughs> and heartbreak for your puppy homes. Not to mention the families involved. Yeah, so just fucking stop it, please. Mm
0: knock it off
1: you know those of us that want to do it right we take pride in what we do yeah we're very 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 proud of every single puppy that we produce regardless if they are pet quality show quality performance what have you
0: doesn't matter
1: doesn't matter as long as we're producing healthy dogs at the end of it that live a long happy and fulfilled life we're yeah. proud we're yeah. happy man
0: yeah, you're fulfilled
1: yeah and that should be the goal not dollar signs. Not what cute mixes you can come up with. Not what colors you can add into a fucking breed that don't goddamn belong. Hi, Merle. Hmm. In French Bulldogs. Hmm. Don't fucking belong there. So. Lots <laughs> of shots
0: fired in this episode.
1: <laughs> well, it, it is one of those things where I see it it's all the time. I see that. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see people that come onto groups and things like that and realize
0: come on groups basically on social media
1: mm-hmm. come on groups on social media and realize that they've bought this dog that they were lied to that it's they only were one
0: thing but the truth is completely different
1: yeah like a lot of doodle people when they go to um like grooming groups and stuff like that and they post photos of their dogs and then professional groomers of 20 30 years say your dog has mats all the way down to its skin mm. because they are not hypoallergenic, because the coat is not correct and it is not what should happen. You know, these breeders that are producing these dogs generally don't give a shit. Mm. They're, they're selling a story. Yeah. And that needs to stop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like, like, like back in the early nineties, stop the insanity. Mhm.
1: Well, and also I'm gonna throw some shots over at rescues and stuff. Quit calling all breeders puppy mills. We're not.
0: Well, I mean, it, it it's essentially a marketing ploy on their part to try this discredit
1: and this whole reputable r- breeders. Yeah, and this "adopt don't shop" bullshit basically is fueling underground trade of puppies. Is all it's doing, and it's crap. And please stand by your good breeders, regardless of who you are, what you do. If you love dogs in general, stand by those good breeders. Mm -hmm. Send them a message from time to time. Say thanks for all your hard work.
0: How you been? How are things?
1: Yeah, yeah. Check in on us. Yeah. Because shit's been rough. Yeah,
0: and we're fortunate to have the uh, particular homes that we have and we're in close contact with mm-hmm. with them as well. So yeah.
1: yeah. And my final piece that I'm going to leave here is if a breeder doesn't require you to sign a contract, mm-hmm. um, then they don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit about their dogs. So if they are willing to take your money... Regardless of the situation, and regardless if a breed is right for them,
0: But there's no pen to paper.
1: And you pick up a puppy and you don't sign for it, then you just played into the hands of someone who is trying to manipulate you and is irresponsibly producing dogs and putting every single breeder at stake and giving us all a bad name.
0: Buyer beware. As we often Mm. say on this particular podcast, Mm -hmm. do your homework.
1: Yes, please. Especially in this case, you're bringing home a new family member. Yeah. Ask questions to your breeder. If you want to breed your dog, ask questions. Mm. Please ask them. A lot of us are very, very, very open-minded and are willing to answer them and are willing to provide you with Information and if you don't get what you were anticipating hearing, like um, if you get someone that says, Oh, your dog doesn't meet breed standard or your dog needs to be health tested, know that we are doing it Mm -hmm. from experience Mm -hmm. and we're doing it out of the pure. Knowledge and security of saying you have to be able to produce puppies that one are healthy mm-hmm. throughout their entire life, right? And also be prepared for the health and well being of their parents,
0: right?
1: That is the all that's all you need to do. Mm. And do the steps to make sure that those things take place. That's all I got.
0: Very emotional episode for really. you.
1: It is, because I've had people tell me that I should just breed Rolo to Raven or Rolo to Celine. Oh. No. Or we're not
0: doing that Electra Oedipus shit.
1: Or let Griffin be bred to Celine or some sh- <laughs> Yeah. And I've <laughs> I've heard it. And I've heard it from family members. I've heard it from the general public. I've heard it... Well, these are...
0: I mean, just by you saying that already, I know these are people who are not really um, fully aware of information.
1: No. And basically, a lot of people think that all breeders do are play with puppies and count their money. No. That's not it at all. Most of us are out trialing our dogs. We're health testing... We are staying at the cutting edge of research on puppy care, on health, on well-being of our dogs. We are also holding down full-time jobs and right. doing shit like you know, doing podcasts <laughs> to help educate you guys.
0: Do uh, uh, what are those other? It's not confirmation. It's the other thing, like fast cat. Yeah, like do performance game. stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of the word. For
1: it's reason. just. If you know of someone who's breeding and doing it right, go thank them. Yeah. We could use it. Badly.
0: So, maybe we should end not with hug your dog. Go hug your dog's breeder.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Go thank your dog's breeder. Right, yeah. And if you don't know your dog's breeder, go thank a breeder in general. Hmm. So. You can find us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first off, rate review, subscribe, I know We appreciate we the, really do. the the support. I mean the idea that we have
0: fans honestly is mind blowing to me. I say this every time, but every time I mean it. Yeah. It's greatly appreciated. That is. Uh Twitter at about a dog one. Uh Instagram @aboutadogpod. Email, aboutadogpod at about a dog pod. Email dog pod at gmail dot com.
1: And on Facebook at about a dog pod. Um, we do check those social media accounts and we appreciate any comments, feedback, whatever. Yeah. Um, again, with this podcast, please, for the love of God, if you <laughs> feel like friending me on Facebook... <laughs> this again. <laughs> I filter it and I have to know at least a couple connections personally before I will accept it.
0: And for some reason, I don't have that problem. But I think we've discussed this before. Yeah. In the
1: car, so. But please rate, review, subscribe we could use the support and the metrics. Yes. And thank a breeder. Hugging may not be possible thank you COVID, but go thank a, <laughs> thank a breeder.
0: If you if the breeder's dog is handy to you, go hug your dog.
1: Yes, please go hug your dog. Yeah. They love you.
0: Absolutely.